BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. I am so excited to be back here in studio from Florida last week, looking sun-kissed as ever, and joined by my entire family. Not only is the love of my life, the apple of my eye, my son is here just to bring his good vibes. I'm also being co-hosted, being joined, being co-hosted, no. Joined. Joined. I'm here. Joined by... The other love of my life, apple of my eye, my husband, Ben. Hi, Ben. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence again. I'm excited that I'm here, too. I know that the show is basically carried on my back, Mm -hmm. and I've read the comments, and it seems as though you really enjoy when I'm on, so... That's why I'm here. We, also because uh, Jackie's not here. But Yes. Well, and also I intended to do, th- to do three episodes with you last week, mm-hmm. but we, we ended up not doing a studio episode on Monday, and then you came Tuesday, and then Taylor Strecker was available Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So the people were promised three band episodes, and they only got one. Uh-huh. So this is the second one, and I might make you do another one at the end of the week if the toasters demand it. Cause yeah, we can, we can keep doing more of them. I think that they enjoy them. I enjoy them. We can do more of them. Well, we have you know a really interesting group of stories today one because literally nothing went on in the world and the longer Jackie's away the more respect I have for her choosing stories it it is so hard especially when nothing goes on I would say there are two days in a week when there's a lot to report on always on a Monday because you know there's three days that we haven't done a show and then maybe towards the end of the week like a Thursday or a Friday today I'm not gonna lie they are dry but I'm covering a lot of bases because there's a lot of things you want to talk about um that I don't think we would normally talk about, like NFTs and some, you know, Golden State Warriors news. Is it ever really dry? When when it's me and you? No, it ain't, baby. It's not dry. No. And when Theo's here, I mean, it's just when Theo's, a threesome. When Theo's here, it's wet. Ben. Sorry. Don't ruin the episode. We, okay. just, we just started. Okay. Um, how are you doing? Like, since last time we saw you, any big updates in your life? No, everything's good. Went to Florida. Florida is just, my God, sunny beautiful, Stunning. happy. Yeah. Everybody there just seems very happy. Great sushi. Oh, that's we actually, so much great sushi. That's actually a really good distinction. People there seem to be like very happy and excited about the prospect of life. Whereas I feel like in New York, there's definitely this like morose vibe. I think it's also just weather. Like when it's really nice here, like they're, they're on a beach. I don't know. It's, it's hard just, not to be happy. It's just different. Like it's 90 degrees 
everyone's golfing, restaurants, clubs, all that stuff is open. How can you not be happy? So um, I was documenting a little bit on my Instagram, so I kind of wanted to update the people. Also, if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, the reason why Jackie's not here is because she decided to spend a few more days at her wellness retreat. It's going very well. She vlogged the first week on our Patreon, and there's another podcast episode from our Patreon up now. So patreon.com slash morning toast. And I can attest, I saw Jackie. She was, we, was we she ran glowing? She, she, she looked great. She seemed incredibly happy. Ran into her on the 10th tee. I was golfing. And, uh... She looked great. That being said, she was wearing a sweatshirt. It was 95 degrees. That's Who so wears jacky. a sweatshirt in 95 degrees? Wait, I was going to say something before I went on my tangent. Mm. It'll come back to you. Well, Be, oh. Oh, no, 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 fine, go. No, no, I can't remember it. I was just going to like steer the ship, but it sounds like you have something to say. No, I was just going to continue steering the way that I was steering, but you can steer. No, no, no I'm the steerer. You're, okay. you're, the, you're the star. Okay, steer. Um, okay, well, now like the pressure's on. Um, I was going to say that I- <laughs> Whatever. Okay, so. Just- oh my God! <laughs> have you ever done this? Have you ever done this show before? No. The thing is, is that the role that I'm playing today is usually Jackie, and I'm you. So like, Jackie tells me what to do. So like, <laughs> sorry. What I was saying was that there's a ton, ton of new content on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/MorningToast, and I'm very excited to have you, and I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on the goings on of the world. Great. Do you think it's time to dive into the Fast Five? I think that we should dive into the Fast Five because it seems like we don't know what else to talk about. Well, we were on like a good conversation and then I literally forgot what we were talking about, you know? That's totally fine. So maybe we'll, no, we'll, I, do, the, we'll do the Fast Five. We'll go on a couple of tangents. Yeah, I think we can move on though. Like, I don't think you should like, okay, we get it. Like, I messed up. That never <laughs> happens. And you like can't get over it. But I think we should move on. Is that okay? Yeah, we can, we can move on. Okay. Let's move on to the Fast Five stories that you... No, that's not how it goes. <laughs> no, it goes... And without further... Uh, I bet. Seriously, please shut up. Are, are you are you are you done? <sighs> Without further ado, do, 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 here are the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> ben, seriously, stop! <laughs> I have a job to do. Is this show a joke to you? <clears throat> Today's episode is brought to you by Bruce, the greatest electric toothbrush on the market. I have one. Ben has one. Theo basically has one. Why don't you have one? Bruce is the most, in my opinion, the best, most efficient electric toothbrush and the most affordable because a lot of them cost over $200, which is just insane. They do? Yeah. Holy shit. Um, the Bruce itself has six unique modes to customize your brushing experience. Comes with um, a magnetic charging stand, a compact travel case, and the charger. The a full charge will last you four weeks. So if you're going on a trip, mm. you don't need to bring a charger, which is really great. But the charger is very elegant. It's very Tesla, like very clean. I don't like a lot of clutter on my, um, as you probably know from living with me, I don't like a lot of clutter. No, you don't. They also offer a subscription program, so you never forget to change your brush head again. They'll ship you new replacement heads every six months, so you're never stuck using a worn-down brush head. Their design is very sleek. They have a modern, aesthetically pleasing design, and it comes in a bunch of different trend-driven seasonal colors, so it looks great on anyone's bathroom counter. Get 15% off your Bruce toothbrush kit and refill plan when you use the promo code TOAST at Bruce.com. That's 15% off using promo code TOAST at Bruce.com. Mm. All right. First story. We didn't really talk about it because Jackie and I decided um, about a month ago that we weren't going to even like acknowledge the Oscars. And mm-hmm. we didn't. Like I never saw any of the movies except for Promising Young Woman and I don't even think it won. Which you saw too. We watched it together. That was nominated? Yeah. What world do we live in where that movie... That was a great movie. It was fine. That was like an indie film. Where Are there no big glitzy films? There's no movie theaters. Yeah, I guess so. What a rough year. Um. So, oh, it did win. Okay, oh. good. I... 
I okay. loved for screenplay. Uh, oh yes, I did see that. I loved that movie. So whatever. It, no, it was a very good movie. I'm just saying that's not like when I think Oscars. That's yeah. like seems like a nice low budget film. Okay, I mean it was on Amazon Prime. It wasn't low budget. But see, it was Amazon Prime. It wasn't like a big studio movie. Well, we're living in an age we're now. We're an Aquaman. We're living in an age now where like Netflix, I they saw, get nominated for Oscars. Yeah, I saw that. The exact same way that I feel about the kids ruining the music industry from last time. You think Netflix? Amazon and Netflix are ruining the movie industry. Why are you Be- yelling? Because I'm angry. <laughs> no, but seriously, like calm down. Okay, but they're just like churning out content because they know that they can make money. They can get the subscription service. They can get the eyeballs. But they and make great the movies. the content is suffering. Why? They, because they make some good movies, but they don't make enough good movies. Well, they make content for everyone, and not everyone wants to watch Oscar-worthy movies. For the most part, I hate watching serious movies. So, like, Netflix caters to me in other ways. That's fine, but they're taking away the opportunities for those Oscar movies to be made because they're snatching up all the talent. So Adam Sandler has made a good No, no, shush for one second because you're making no fucking sense. So how are they taking opportunities away from Oscar movies? Because they're taking the talent and signing them to these massive deals. So you're mad that Netflix is taking money from rich Hollywood studios? No, I'm just saying that I don't see... Who's suffering here? I I don't follow your logic at all. Who's suffering here? The people that enjoy good movies. Why? Because... there's even more platforms for... For people who want good movies to get access to them. I simply disagree. You're making no sense. Just admit that. <laughs> admit I, it. I think at one point I was making sense, but you've yelled me into not making sense. <laughs> just because you yelled at me okay. that I'm not making any sense. You're just like really on one today. Like I need you to calm down. Okay? Oh my God. I fully matched your energy. Ben, That's all that I, I did. I didn't even get to the headline yet. Okay. Because you're going on some tangent okay. about Hollywood studios. Okay. The Oscar viewership has dropped to record lows. Because there's no movies. Makes perfect sense. Who's going to watch the Oscars when there are no movies? Okay, if you don't let me talk, like, and I know what that sounds like coming from me. Okay, go. Thank you. Last year's viewership reached 23.6 million viewers, which was already an all-time low. This year, 10 million. Wow. They dropped by over 50%. Wow. So it was a steep decline in viewership. The 93rd Annual Academy Awards were watched by 9.85 million viewers. That accounts for a 58.3% drop losing 13.75 million viewers from last year's numbers. And last year's numbers were already low. Was it remote or were people in person? It was like a very small cocktail party. So it was in person. There was a red carpet. Everyone was sitting in the same room. But I don't even feel... Like, of course, award shows... And we've been reporting on every award show's numbers. They're all down. Not by this much. But also, their record low numbers are still higher than, like, the Grammys and the Emmys. So Mm. the thing is, and this is just my opinion, I think of all the award shows... For some reason, the Oscars rub me the wrong way in the sense of, like, read the room. It's just, like, the Oscars are, for me, like, you know, very snotty, very, like, celebrity, very very out of touch almost all the time, especially after coming off of this year when, like, people have gone through so much. I just, like, can't explain how much, like, I don't need to hear Francis McDormand, like, howl at the moon. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's my opinion as to why the numbers are so down. Obviously, other circumstances, too, like, you know, every year, you know, less and less people have cable. And this year in particular, like, people are just like, they don't care. But I think it, it's more of like a, a read the room situation. Like, it, it, the Oscars normally feel so out of touch to me. And this year, it's like, are you serious? I think it's also just like, what the, what, what, like, what are we watching? And yeah, a lot of people like, I mean, I had literally not heard of most of the movies. I don't, I don't, again, like, maybe I was off base. I don't know, one movie that was released this year. Apparently, I watched 
one movie that I thought was like a made for TV. I didn't realize that what what was it called? Promising Young Woman. I didn't realize that A Promising Young Woman was the movie of the year. I, we turned it on. It was on Amazon. It was a fine movie. But I thought it was just like, uh, what are the movies that you like with, uh, oh, I don't remember her name. She goes to, she gets accepted to college. She has that boyfriend. To All the Boys I Loved Before? Yeah. Like then I thought, that's a rom-com. This was a serious movie. I get it, but I thought. Were you even paying attention? Yes. I guess that I just thought that it was on a similar level in terms because of. Because it was on a streaming service? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think also the fact that movie theaters have been closed down for over a year definitely had something to do with the fact of like nobody care, caring about the Oscars. Yeah, it's a combination of movies. I think it's also a combination of, or lack thereof movies, uh, lack of movies, uh, and the declining cable, as you mentioned. I think it's a huge thing too. Like I wonder if they made it a little bit more accessible, if it was like on made for social in some way. Yeah. I wonder if those numbers... Hmm, okay, so that's interesting. Like take into account so, the amount of people that like... So you think that like streaming services are ruining the movie industry, but that, that they should also help the Oscars with their viewership? I think that streaming services are ruining the movie industry. Repeat your convoluted statement that I disagree with already. No, no, I'm, I'm just pointing out a contradiction yeah, you just made. It's not a contradiction. It's a so you agree that you just said before that streaming services are ruining the music industry. I mean, the movie industry. Streaming services are ruining the movie industry. Yes. You said that. You stand by yes, that statement. I do. You also just said that like social media and these new platforms should help make the Oscars more accessible because people don't have cable anymore. Do you not Correct. see how that's a contradiction? No, there's a huge difference between cable and streaming services. How? What do you mean? They're two completely different things. No, but you're not you saying... You can watch a streaming service saying, from your phone. You're not saying the Oscars should be more accessible. And it, you, but then you were clowning on Netflix and I didn't, Hulu but I, I didn't, for I, making movies more I accessible. Did, I, I did not use the word accessible once. I said that if they wanted to get their viewership up, they should be where the eyeballs are. I'm really feeling like Jackie today, just like pointing out inconsistencies. No, 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 but, you're, but you're, they're not valid no, no. inconsistencies. I got you. Just like, I, I would take the L. <laughs> not, it's not a valid inconsistency. It's very, very valid. No, it's not. Um, the eyeballs are on social. So that's where you want to be. For sure. But it's the eyeballs free. are also on Netflix and it's Hulu. Who no. wouldn't want to be there? No, of course they would want to be there. Then make better movies. I just feel like we're in a really like I don't know if people are following like what we're saying. We're like in a really niche argument right now. Um, but all in all, the Oscars were down fifty-eight point three percent, and I feel like they deserved it. And I don't feel bad for anyone involved. Sure, whatever that worked for you. Yeah, bad movies. Why am I going to watch something about bad movies with no stars? Was Leonardo DiCaprio in a movie? I By don't the think way, so. You said you didn't see it in the movies. How do you know if they're bad? Because none Valid of the Valid inconsistency. <laughs> no, that was a good one. That's true. That's true. Um, no, but I saw the one movie. That's true. Um, I next up, that was the movie. From page six, Andy Cohen reveals the biggest topics covered at the Kardashians reunion taping. So I know you know that the Kardashians show on E, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, is in its final season. Yes. They're going to Hulu. They're going to make another show. But this specific show that we all grew up watching is kaput. Uh-huh. And Andy Cohen, you know, from Bravo, he hosts reunions for all of his shows. He's By the hosting way, Andy Cohen from Bravo. You don't yeah. have to treat me like a moron. Okay. He is hosting a reunion for the Kardashians, like a 20 year in the making. They yes. cover everything. So yes. he it's already been filmed. Yes. Andy Cohen revealed that Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, Kylie, Chris, and Scott, so there's no Rob and no Caitlin, mm. didn't hold anything back when he sat down with the family to keep to film the Keeping Up with the Kardashians reunion special. Mm. Here's what he said. I will say that by the end of the day, I do not think there was a topic that we did not cover. 
Kim and Chloe specifically were like, we want to do this. We want to do this right. We want to go out with a bang. We want this. We want to go here. Do your thing. Do your thing. So, wait, so, but it, this is a typo on page six. It was intimidating when he sat down with them because they were so not used to it. And he thinks that Chris is very conscious, very consciously didn't want to do this special. Mm. Um, because, you know, she's like the... She's in charge always, but you sit down in front of Andy and you tell him, you know, ask us whatever you want. Andy's in charge. Mm -hmm. So he got the vibe that Chris like wasn't, you know, wasn't feeling thrilled it. about it. Mm -hmm. So here's what they got into discussing. Kim's robbery in Paris, which mm -hmm. I've heard her speak on a few times. The David Letterman interview mm -hmm. and on the show. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner's transition. Mm -hmm. Kim's marriage and ongoing divorce from Kanye West. Mm -hmm. Chloe's divorce from Lamar mm -hmm. and the cheating scandals with Tristan Thompson. Mm -hmm. That's what Andy Cohen said. But the most jaw-dropping moments for fans may be when Chris finally addresses whether or not she set up the infamous sex tape with Kim and Ray J before the Keeping Up with the Kardashian premiere. I Wait, this is what Andy said. I think as it went on, they all really started leaning into it. And Kendall at the end said, wow, this was so great. We actually talked about so much stuff we never talk about and we've never been able to put to bed or address. And we did it. And we actually did it. Chloe is a big Bravo fan and Kim is just so smart, he said. And by the way, I fell in love with the whole family in the way that I think everyone who watches the show ultimately winds up falling in love with them. I really fell in love. I think they're really impressive. Only two of them went to college. Cohen revealed that he was set to host the Keeping Up with the Kardashians reunion earlier this month on Twitter. So this is obviously good press for Keeping Up with the Kardashians and it's made to make you want to watch the special and it's working because this sounds so good. Yeah, but like... You can also already tell that, like, they're not going to divulge anything that is, like, too juicy. There's a 0% chance that Kris Jenner goes on that show and says that she set up the sex tape. Right. Are you sick? But there have long been rumors that that is exactly, like, how their entire career got started. So the fact, whether or not she'll ever admit to it, the fact that, like, that rumor made its way to Kris Jenner and she's addressing it, like, that's crazy. And that's really only something Andy Cohen could do. Mm -hmm. And that is why he is who he is. And that's mm -hmm. why even after all this time, like, no Bravo, no uh, reality show reunions can compare to Bravo's. Like, this is what he does. It's his bread and butter. That's how he got started really getting on TV, by hosting the reunions. And everyone was like, who's this weird, like, you know, guy? Mm -hmm. And he's just so natural at it. And I actually cannot wait for this special. I think it's going to be so good. And me and Jackie spoke about this. The last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, some of the episodes have been painful. Like, so scripted. They've No one even wants to film anymore. It's just, like, painful to get through. Mm -hmm. But Andy is all about the substance. And mm -hmm. I think we'll get a lot of good substance from this special. I Reunion episodes are always interesting. I agree. Um, and the Kardashians in particular are interesting. I mean, even their worst episode is better than Most. half of the Real Housewives trash, in my opinion. I so. completely disagree. Okay, that's fine. But even their worst episode is they're better. They're Wait, I'm saying something. Even their worst episode is better than... Listen, I saying something first. No, no, no. I was... You, you cut me off the and then started talking. Roll the tapes. I was just going to say, even their worst episode is better than like the best episode of another shitty family TV show. Like Every family thinks that they're so great for their own reality show, and most of them stink. So there's something to be said about being on the air for 20 seasons. That's what I said. I said even their worst show... You said show... Real Housewives. Real, don't clown on Real Housewives. Real Housewives is quality content. Some of it is. Real Housewives keeps the lights on in here. Some of it is. I would say most of it. Mm -hmm. Every franchise has a bad season now and then, but it's don't don't use that as in your example. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I'm just saying some 
Real Housewives franchises are better than others. Obviously. Um, but all in all, will you be tuning in? Sure. Well, I'll be tuning in, so therefore, you will be tuning in. I said sure. No, I no. didn't say no. What is with you? Get off my you, ass today. You said, will you be no, tuning seriously, in? Seriously, just take a minute. You're like really coming for me today. Chill. You said, will you be tuning no, no. in? I said, Did you yes. hear what I said? I said, chill. That means you don't finish your <laughs> stupid point, okay? Next up. Oh, Crazy. Actually, next up is brought Crazy. to you. Next up is brought to you by Relief Band. Ben, seriously, Read. some of us are trying to work here. Relief Band. Some of us take this job seriously. Oh my God. Did you know that one out of three Americans regularly suffer from nausea? We've all experienced that horrible feeling, whether it's in the backseat of a car, staring at your phone, after one too many on a night out with friends, or even just the anxiety of a work day. Mm. Nausea can ruin a day, force us to change our plans, and in the most severe cases, make us unable to function. Mm -hmm. For those of you who can relate, we've got good news. You've got to check out Relief Band, the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically wow. proven... To quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. The product is 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and provides all-natural relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. The technology was originally developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients, but now through Relief Brand, it is available to the masses. Basically, Relief Band stimulates a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach telling you that you're sick. Relief Band is the only over-the-counter wearable device that has been used in hospitals and oncology clinics to treat nausea and vomiting. And if you know someone who deals with nausea, Relief Band makes a great gift. So... Personally, I know Jackie really struggles with nausea because she gets very car and seasick, and I always get nauseous when I'm hungover, and honestly, the relief band is truly magical. It can bring you peace of mind, like if you know you're going on a long car ride, or you're going on a boat, and you might get seasick, it's just something great you can throw in your purse, and it's really, really effective. And as the world opens back up, don't let the fear of nausea keep you on the sidelines. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for the Morning Toast listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use the promo code TOAST, you can get 20% off, plus free shipping, and a no-questions-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So head to ReliefBand, R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com -E -E and use the promo code TOAST for 20% off plus free shipping. ReliefBand, R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com, promo code TOAST. Third story of the day. That sounds like a wonderful product, I just have to say. You, I, by the way, I have one at home. You can use it. I need it. So from New York Post, you saw um, that Elon Musk is hosting SNL this week. Oh, so his SNL hosting gig is causing some outrage amongst the SNL cast. Uh, Giggles turned to groans for some members of the SNL ensemble Saturday when NBC announced that Elon Musk, 49, will helm their sketch comedy show as a host alongside musical guest Miley Cyrus. Mm -hmm. The contentious Tesla CEO, I didn't even know he was contentious, will be the first non-actor or non-athlete to host SNL since Donald Trump in 2015. Mm. Elon Musk tauntingly confirmed his upcoming gig tweeting out, let's find out just how live Saturday Night Live really is. Um, he punctuated his cryptic post with a little purple devil emoji. Um, but Saturday Night Live quipster Bowen Yang, you know Bowen Yang? Yep. He's honestly one of my favorites. Yeah, he's great. Seemed to have hoped that Musk's social media memo was nothing more than a joke. So Yang questioned in an Instagram story. He attached a screenshot of Elon's tweet and said, what the fuck does this even mean? Then A.D. Bryant echoed Yang's concerns and posted a Bernie Sanders tweet about um, how like the 50 wealthiest people in America today own more wealth than the bottom half 
of all the people. Mm. So, and then she added a little uh, message. Let me repeat that because it is almost too absurd to believe the 50 wealthiest people in this country own more wealth than 165 million Americans. That is moral obscenity. The cyber barb continued. So then um, a writer uh, from SNL, Andrew Dismukes, joined in and said, the only CEO I want to sketch with is Cher E. O'Terry. I don't get what that joke is, but maybe some other people do. So it... People online were like all verklempt that it was him, but now SNL cast members, which like I don't think I've ever seen them, like you're like that's like the company you work for, like you're supposed to like you know I've never seen them even comment on the the selections mm-hmm. of hosts. And at the end of the day, like Elon Musk is one of the biggest celebrities, tycoons, whatever you want to call them in the world. So it's just good for the show. Yeah. Do you want to dive in first? No, go. So that I don't say something that maybe. Go, go, go. Elon Musk is a fucking legend. Totally. What the, what's the problem? I don't understand. Like, why maybe, is there always wait, a no, problem? No, it's not even that. It's like, they're, the cast is so stupid. First of all, let this be known. I hate SNL. I've loved SNL for the longest time. It's not funny anymore. Nine times out of ten, SNL is not funny. Mm-hmm. The skits are bad. COVID SNL is a... It's horrendous. Honestly, I prefer, we don't talk about that because that was so dark. Like, it was really I, I prefer to watch, give me the Will Ferrell SNL skits on repeat every Saturday night. Give me old, like, literally anything. Like, I just, old episodes, like, I'd prefer that over any of this trash. That Let that be known first. And when there is a good episode, there's always something dragging it down. There's always a problem with SNL. Elon Musk... Hypes things up on social for a living. In addition to being the smartest man of our generation. The Albert Einstein of our generation. absolute visionary. You see what he does with Dogecoin. He goes on. He hypes it up. He says, Doge going to the moon. It's just press. Everybody buys Doge. He uses his social to drive press. So he probably was just driving viewership for SNL. I didn't think there was anything wrong with that tweet. Let's see how live it really is. Like, he... All that he did there was get more people to go and watch SNL. So do you think that the cast members had a problem with him being selected or his tweet? Because I, I didn't think, think there was anything cl- wrong with It's clear that AD Bryant... 80? Has a, 80. Had a problem with him. Has a problem with him. And by the way, I think she's very funny. No, um, and I do agree with AD Bryant. Like, that is a crazy statistic. Well, what like, the fuck does that have to do with him? Can I... Yeah. It is a crazy statistic. Like, 50 people own more wealth than 165 million people. Like, 100%. Like, that is crazy, and that's so fucked up. But, like, Elon Musk built a company. Like, that... No, it's, it's not... It's we not, live in a capitalist... Like, that just is what it is. So, like, why, so he shouldn't host SNL because he's too rich? Take, I just don't understand. Take it up with the government. It's a big <laughs> problem. Elon Musk, it's not his fault. He's playing the game that we allow him to play, change the rules. You can't be pissed at the player. That's a great analogy. It's crazy. Yeah. Change the rules. I agree. It's fucked up. It's there insane. Should be, there should be a better distribution of wealth, especially considering the amount of people that are struggling. And but living today, in poverty, yes. But right now, it, you can't hold Elon Musk accountable. And it's, especially, not, it's, it's not Elon's fault. No, especially because I have to assume that the guy does donate a significant amount of money no? You have to assume someone with I that have much to money. assume. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, I really hope he does. Uh, me too. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Elon, if you're watching. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Elon, have you spoken about the time we met Elon Musk? It's in my book. 
go to Amazon and search Girl with No Job book. It's called Girl with No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster. I don't want to spoil it here for anyone who hasn't read the book yet. Got it. So buy the book and you can learn about that story. Should we talk about how me and Elon are really friends? Uh-huh. Do you remember that he followed me on Instagram for a long period of time? What? Did he unfollow you? No, he deleted his Instagram. <gasps> oh my god! So I'm god. sure that when he reactivates it, I'm still somebody that I he follows. I know that. Yes, he follows me. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. That's so exciting. We basically are brothers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we're we're brothers. Are you gonna leave me for him? No. Okay, cool. I would let you. That's the thing. No, but I would maybe I like I'd leave you for the day to like go hang out with him. Oh, but not romantically. I no, we're brothers. Sometimes brothers kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, I'm excited. I will be watching, and I hope that, you know, it's not going to be awkward when Elon shows up, you know? You think he's already here? Where do you think he's staying? Should we go to his hotel? He's everywhere. Elon is everywhere. Yeah. He's all-powerful. Did you see... All-knowing. Like, Kylie and Chris and Kim took his, like, underground yeah, tunnel? Yeah, I saw, I saw that. That looks really creepy. Basically... He, his company, like, they built this, like, underground tunnel from L.A. to Vegas. And you can get to Vegas in, like, an hour or something. Yeah. And it's basically just, like, one long coffin. And I was watching Kylie's stories. And I was literally going to vomit. Like, what if you have to pee, first of all? Second of all, like, what if you change your mind? Like, how do you turn around? It was just, like, this long, like, MRI machine. So, to the how do you change your mind, you can't change your mind when you're on a plane. So, I don't really understand that call. I guess, You get yeah, on a plane, yeah. you're going. When you get there... You're there. Something about it just looked like it, it looked, was such a confined space. It looked super claustrophobic. So what needs to happen, it reminded me of like Lost, like when they get in like that little submarine and they go back to the mainland. Mm -hmm. Take some, get a relief band. <laughs> or get like a, you know, like take some Valium or like. Yeah, I you, guess. You like, need some sort of. It would of, just scare me like. I don't know. No, for me, I would need, I would need some drugs. Yeah, be, right. It's like an MRI. Yeah. I, it's like an MRI. Yeah. I, but that's fine. Like, yeah. Just give me a little something. Um, next story is a little more Kardashian news. Kanye West's Yeezys just sold for a record-breaking $1.8 million. So Kanye West's Nike Air Yeezy samples have wow. sold for $1.8 million in a private sale, making them the most expensive sneakers in the world. The shoes blew past their original valuation of a $1 million and fetched the highest publicly recorded price for any pair of sneakers, confirmed by Sotheby's Auction House in a statement on Monday. Wow. The American rapper premiered the Yeezy prototypes in 2008 at the 50th annual Grammy, Award, Grammy Awards, although the style never officially hit the, sh the shelves. Mm. Today, Sotheby's confirmed they are the first recorded sneakers to sell over a million dollars. Oh my God, CNN, how repetitive are you? So are they the first recorded pair over a million dollars? A million? Yeah. And they sold for 1.8. Billion? Are you saying billion or million? Mil Wait. Oh, the single shoe. A pair of shoes. Okay, you said billion earlier, and I was thinking that you were talking about the brand. You're saying a single pair of shoes, just to recap your story. Oh, I'm sorry, did I say billion? Yes. I don't think so. Okay. You did. So, yes. So, a sample from a 2008 ah, collection that never made, ah, that never hit the shelves, uh -huh. has sold for $1.8 million. Got it. And they were West's very own pair that he wore to the Grammys. They're a Got size it. 12. It was they were acquired by Rares, which is an investing platform that allows users to buy and trade shares in limited edition and highly sought after sneakers. Uh -huh. The CEO and co-founder of Rares, Jerome Sapp, said in a press statement that purchasing the Grammy-worn pair was akin to buying a piece of history. Mm -hmm. He continued that, our goal, was, our goal in purchasing such an iconic shoe is to increase accessibility and empower the communities that birthed sneaker culture with the tools to gain financial freedom through Rares. 
I mean, and then the Sotheby's head of streetwear said that the sale speaks volumes of Kanye's legacy as one of the most influential clothing and sneaker designers of our time, which I do agree with. Cool. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, supply and demand, man. Supply and demand. One of one. What is the most amount of money you've ever paid for a pair of sneakers? Those Louis Vuitton ones recently. Thousand bucks. Hmm. Crazy. That was too much. And it was a birthday present from you. So I really didn't Yeah, so... Sorry, let's just take a step back because I got those for you. So You asked! No, I said, what is the most amount of money? You! That was a gift! You can't take my gift and make it your thing. Got it. So, actually... I literally knew you were going to say that. So, actually, you bought me something... And then I returned it and used it to buy the sneakers. So again, who paid for it? You did, but who bought them? Me! Me! Not really. You were just the one at the store. You bought the and AirPods. You, and you were the one at the store because you wouldn't let me come to the store with you. I, that's not true. So now, back to my original question. What's the most amount of money you've ever spent on a pair of sneakers? I know you love like Common Projects. You have like some cool oh, basketball sneakers. Probably a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, you're not like a crazy sneaker head. No, I mean, the idea of owning a piece of a sneaker is the dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. That's what that trading platform is. You own oh, a the, share. The, the platform that bought the sneaker? Yes, you own a share of Kanye West's sneaker. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You can't wear them. You can't put them on your shelf. You, I, it's, it's, it's insane. Well, that is dumb, but I did like what the guy said. No, I get that it. The point of rares is to increase accessibility and empower the communities that birthed sneaker culture with the tools to gain financial freedom. Yeah, I mean, that's That's cool. So if that works... Yeah, it's also a really, really good way to... For the the platform to look good and the platform to make money ripping off people in their houses. I mean, that is a fair statement as well. Great, so now you get... Three million people each giving a dollar to own a piece of Kanye West sneaker. Well, this is also just great press for this platform. I hadn't even heard of it. No, but before. do you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're they're positioning it as financial freedom for the people that birthed Kanye, but really they're just that having birthed Kanye. Whatever, having them each buy uh, a thread of his shoe for two times the amount of money that they paid. So now all of a sudden, Kanye West sneaker is worth 3.6 million when they only paid 1.8. Yeah, but then the people who bought shares make money too. It sounds like it works for everyone. I don't think so. Because it increases the value, and they bought a thread for a dollar. Now the thread is $3. I'm not entirely sure how it works, but it sounds like a good system. Okay. Like its own little economy, essentially. I don't like it. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of things I don't like, we have one more story about basketball. But they actually relate perfectly. NFTs are very similar to what we're just talking about. Okay, great. Well, we're going to get into the NFT discussion in a minute, because the NFTs are brought to you by Noom. Hmm. It's not... Okay, so Noom, we know, you guys know we talk about a lot, of, a lot of the time. And when it comes to losing weight and getting healthy, there's a lot of contradictory information out there. Things like the old-fashioned food pyramid are not much help. So why Noom? It's not about what you ate. It's about how you eat in general. Noom will teach you about eating, your cravings, and how to build new habits so you can ditch your misconceptions and get smart about food and the choices you make. Noom is based in psychology, so they'll teach you how to eat. You can accomplish your personal health goals and stick with them long term because you don't need rules to, lo- to lose weight. You need knowledge. With Noom, you pick health goals that are right for you. Some people want to lose weight. Some people want to feel better. Some people just want to, you know, start watching what they, what they eat. So you get a really personalized weight loss program from Noom to help your aspirations become reality. So you, you either want to eat better, you want to feel better, you want to, you know, 
feel better mentally. There's a million reasons why you could want to get healthy. Noom will teach you why you make the choices that you do and give you the tools to replace your habits with better ones. Uh, they're forgiving. You're human. If you go off track, you can be back on track tomorrow. Jackie's been on the Noom program for a really long time. I know she really likes their food database. It's one of the biggest and most accurate in the world. Um, and it's really helpful when just trying to keep track of where you're at throughout the day. Um, over 80% of Noomers finished the program and over 60% have stuck with their goals for at least one year. There is a science to getting healthier and it's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com slash toast. N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com slash toast. And if you're ready to live healthier, N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. All right. The Golden State Warriors become the first professional team to launch NFT collections. The Golden State Warriors launched a non-fungible token. Oh, is that what it stands yes. for? On the OpenSea platform Tuesday morning, becoming the first professional sports team to do so. This is the wave of the future, the president, Brandon Schneider, said. So we've been studying what the best way for us to get involved and create something for our fans is. NFTs have been around for years, but they've really become more mainstream and popular this year. The inflection point for us was to really watch... Was the inflection point for us was really just watching NBA top shots start to explode. Yep. Okay, so honestly, this these words I can explain mean it nothing to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, NBA top shot took basketball cards and turned them into NFTs. So instead and an of NFT all, is what? An NFT is a whether it's a static, it could be an image, it could be a video, it could be a highlight, but it's something that replaces a baseball card, a basketball card, a piece of art so it's a that allows digital, it to live digitally. It's a digital collector collector's card. Correct. But it's only one of one, even though it's digital and I could take a screenshot of it. Well, it could be one of one. It could be one of 60. It could be one of 200. Yes. They assign value and you yes, You have to you buy can. them, but you could also just screenshot it. Correct. So that's where I don't understand. Correct. It doesn't make sense to me uh, for most things. Uh, for basketball cards... It's starting to make a little bit more sense to me because when you own a lot of basketball cards, you're not really displaying them anyway. They're probably sitting in, like a, binder. in, a, in, a, in a box or in a binder or in a sock drawer anyway. So what's really the difference between it sitting in there and sitting on your phone? But for things like art, I can't possibly wrap my head around why you would want to spend millions of dollars to not have the piece of art hanging on your wall. Unless you're not collecting art to collect art, you're collecting art because art is a currency and there's a market saying yes. that this art is worth something. So cool. If you are simply going into NFT art collecting because you want to make money, then of course supply demand makes sense. But if you're actually trying to accrue art because you enjoy it in your home, then this just doesn't make any sense to me. Like I honestly, like I still don't get it. Which part? Like the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's confusing. Where what website do you buy? You have to download an app. How do you buy like get involved? For NBA Top Shot? Like for anything. For, well, for the NBA, it's NBA Top Shot. It's run by the NBA in coordination with this company. I'm oh. forgetting the name of the company. Oh. And what they do is they release like highlights from the vault of footage that they have. So for example, So YouTube, uh, basically. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Like, there's that that that's the thing. It's like there's nothing on an NFT that I just can't Google and find or screenshot. Like, I don't understand. I go to the website and it's like bid on this NFT, and they're showing me a picture of it. I'm like, can I just screenshot that and add it to my camera roll? Yeah, but I guess that's sort of the equivalent. Like, you can just go and take a picture of a LeBron James rookie card and keep it on your phone. No, 
That's not the same. Because a LeBron James rookie card is a tangible thing. You can have it. Me having the NFT either via screenshot or via purchase, I still have it digitally. Okay, so then it's the equivalent of you can have a fake Louis Vuitton purse. Yes. It's not yes. the real one. That is uh, the correct analogy. Okay. You want the real one. Look, A lot I of people don't. Okay, so then for the ones that don't, this won't ever appeal to them. I think that in general, when people are talking about this, most, most NFTs that are created and most that are in the market will fail. Like they're going to go to zero. People yeah. have paid for nothing and it's a massive Ponzi scheme. But there will be a portion of them that will always hold value and it's just a good investment. There's just like a lot of things going on right now that I personally do not understand. Like have you heard of BitClout? It's a new social media platform where basically like... Oh, I saw this. Your... Yes. Your fame or your followers equals like your value in the market. And like literally somebody fucking took my book cover and made themselves like a profile as me and like started trading and like they're up to like $30 already. Like it's so janky. Like all this stuff going on, like I, I actually don't understand it. And like I'm starting to feel old. Whereas like I'm, you know, a TikToker. Like I, I get the younger generation. I do not get this stuff. Like, By the way, I don't think that Bitcoin, this is the younger generation. I think that this is like nerdy older generation. That's they have to stop. That's taking advantage of younger generation. The nerdy old men have to and stop. Their, and their money. I can't fucking keep up. BitCloud. I saw that. I'm barely hanging on with Doge. Let's I check saw- my Doge. I should have sold it at 0.4 like everyone else. 0.27. Fuck. You still did pretty good. Yeah, look, I mean, I put in $200 and now I have 1,074. Yeah. If I was at the casino, I'd be very happy. But I'm just going to hang on. You know, maybe one day, like, it'll go to, you know, $10. That'd be, so how much would I make if it went to $10? A lot. Well, please, like, go to $10. That'd be so sickening. A lot. So there's just like a lot in the world going on that like I just refuse to kind of understand. And I feel like I have a very high threshold. Like I, you know, invested in TikTok. Like I want to know what, what the world is up to. Bitclout, Bitcoin, you bit invest this. in TikTok. Oh, you mean like My you... time and energy? Got it. Okay, very different. Oh, I guess. People yeah. thought I you wish. were a TikTok investor. I wish I invested <laughs> in TikTok. No, like I invest my time to like be a well-learned. I am a pop culture connoisseur. It is my job to know what's going on in the world. But they are making it so hard. No, it's it's something that NFTs. I, it's something that I read the other day that I thought was very interesting that is very much in line with this. We've become a culture that is just so obsessed with making money off of absolutely everything that yes. we do that you can't possibly enjoy anything anymore. So when something like this is presented, it's like, oh shit, I can make money off this NFT. I can make money off having this piece of art. I can There's make money to, off of BitCloud and it, new social you're right. It has nothing to do with the art. And that's the, by the way, it all goes back to it. They're ruining the art industry. <laughs> it's the same thing. They're ruining it. That was hysterical. But it's true. Every and industry, every, then. Every single thing. I, ben, I, ben, I, ben, ben, what industry, in your opinion, is safe? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It's all fucked. <laughs> um, what was I saying? I don't know. No, I was making a really good point. The art industry, it all comes back. No, there was more. For the sake of Oh, I saw this TikTok the other day. It's like, used to be a guy goes and bakes banana bread, or a girl goes and bakes banana bread, because she likes baking banana bread. You can bake banana bread because you like it without launching a banana bread business. That is so true. That is so true. You don't have to sell your banana bread. You can do it because you like banana bread. Your friends like your banana bread. Your mom likes your banana bread? No, you're right. By the way, we live in this like hustle culture. That's what we're Yeah, where you have to monetize every aspect of your life. And you can just enjoy things without it. 
And this is the exact culture that it breeds where it's like, yes. now I'm going to, everybody's like, oh, NFT, 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 Doge, no, Doge, Doge, right. like, there's, quick money. We live in this culture of like people just being upset, like a rise and grind, get up, Monday motivation, we got to hustle today, hustle, hustle, hustle. And it's like, just go to work and relax. Like we are in this like money obsessed or don't culture. Go to, or don't go to work and relax. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. You tell Just be happy. So I think the name of today's episode is going to be something about how all the industries are dying. They're dead. The industries are dead. In, no, no. So SNL is, art. And SNL is dead too. We've got art. We've got music. We've got movies. And we've got SNL. And the only thing that's not dead, Musk. He's going to say You know it's not dead? Tech. Right. And that's why Elon Musk has more money than $165 million. A million people. It, by the way... I'd say that he, he said that he was amongst the 50, the top, wealth, 50, 50 wealthiest. Yeah, he's like in the top like three. Yeah, I would say that he, he deserves to be there and we should just remove the other 49. Why? You don't even know. Yeah, but he's a genius. He knew he really is. That damn guy builds rockets. No, and you're totally right about like what you said is so true. Like that statistic is mind blowing, but it's really not Elon Musk's fault. And like hating the rule, like we live in a country where it's like the American dream. It's so hard to get there and there are so many obstacles. So it's like, why is it Elon Musk's fault? Like don't hate the player. It's not his fault. Yeah. Um, but that's our show. And I really um, have enjoyed hearing your take on, on so many things. And is there anything you want to say? All industries are dead. <laughs> no. no, that's it. Okay. That's good. <laughs> thank you for being here. Where's yes. Theo? Is he still with you? He's dead next to me. Um, thank you so much for being here. Everyone make sure to follow Ben on Instagram if you want some premium content. And also follow Theo because he's just like constantly putting, he's actually putting his show on. The, just, the, lo- just look at him. He's stunning. He's stunning. If you're listening as a podcast, you're missing out on literally the most gorgeous moment between father and son. He's perfect. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us on Morning Chills, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. I hope you guys didn't turn this off yet because tomorrow I'm joined by Jackie, podcast only. Jackie-O, podcast only tomorrow. I hope everyone didn't miss that. Have a great day, you guys. Thanks, Ben, for being here. Thanks, Theo, for being here. We love you so much. Bye. Bye.